Fantasy Football Sensei Podcast with your host, Trevor Scott. Hey, hey, another one a little later in the week. Sorry about that, but let's get into it. So we'll start with the intro, um, get into some news, look at the roster idiots from last week. Uh, the best and worst of the week. That'll kind of be like the mega duds section from last week. I figured go over some players. Um, studs and duds recap, prediction recap, and week 15 recap, followed by Tuesday's waivers. And I might add on the end of this episode uh, the one preview for the finals, um, or I might do that one tomorrow. So stay posted on that one. So getting into the news. Um, Everyone in the league has been set up with an NFL playoff league. Super excited about that. You know, you guys know I love running those leagues, and I, I love that you guys are so into those leagues at all uh, as well. So I uh, look forward to that as we continue here with the NFL season. Um, and then this might be the last podcast for a while, or last two podcasts for a while, um, unless you guys want me to keep it going through the playoff leagues just to have a little bit of commentary on that. Um, I know we have two different leagues, and I'm actually running a third league. So maybe I'll just have like, you know, League One, League Two, League Three, all in one podcast, give you guys timestamps and stuff like that so you know which one to listen to. Um, so let me know in the group chat or just text me if you would like to see that. The NFL playoffs are getting crazy. So I am going to skip that for this week. I know I did a little analysis last week, but there are so many scenarios. 13 teams still in it in the AFC. So I think it's best if I just kind of wait until next week, maybe just like go over a couple scenarios with, with one week if we, uh, if we do do it that week. Um, there was a report that the Saints reached out to Drew Brees to return from retirement, and he responded with a picture of himself uh, golfing barefoot in Hawaii. That's just a, a flex for sure. He's just not coming back. So that was, that was hilarious. Uh, and then Indy reportedly reached out to Rivers as well. So... The COVID rules are different this week. They, they revised them to make it only a five-day quarantine period instead of 10. So um, it looks like Carson Wentz could still start this week anyways. So, um, but it would obviously be amazing to see Rivers back if he does get a shot to play anywhere. Um, and then we, we saw Cam and Darnold, who kind of went full-blown QB by committee. It was... Very interesting. It was even more so than when Cam was getting integrated into the offense with him and P.J. Walker um, because it was mostly just red zone packages, rushing packages for Cam, which we do see sometimes. But this was full-blown, like both guys playing quite a bit. So it was very interesting to see that happen in an NFL game. Um, And we did get word that Darnold will be starting this week. Um, And then we'll go over some injuries here. I'm going to try and shorten this section a little bit. This one... I feel like it's been bogging it down a little bit, so I am going to try and tighten this section up. Um, these are just guys that were getting hurt during the games on Sundays. So we, we do have a lot of news that's come out since that, but just going over these ones. So Rodgers was, uh, starting with the quarterback, sorry. Rodgers was limping around pretty much any time his foot was getting hit or kicked. Um, I don't know if they still have surgery on the table, but if they win this week, I believe they lock up their bye week. So week 18 isn't, relevant for them they they still will have a bye week even if they lose that game and then they'll have a bye week so that'll be a three-week window that they might explore Rodgers getting surgery in so we'll see keep an eye on Rodgers hopefully he is either starts healing up or does get the surgery too so he's able to get right for the playoffs 
And then Jimmy Garoppolo, we got news that he has a torn UCL in his thumb. Um, so hand injury, he is not expected to play at this time, but they are gauging um, how much practice he's going to be able to get throughout the week. So we might see Trey Lance this week. For the running backs, James Robinson has a torn Achilles. This is just a brutal injury. Um, terrible time right near the end of the season. So who knows what his status is going to be going into next year. Uh, we did see Cam Akers return in five months from an Achilles injury. So maybe he is able to return by the beginning of training camp or something. I mean, or, or even by the beginning of next year. Um, so we'll see on James Robinson. But definitely a, a bummer to hear. And obviously they're going to be getting ETN back at the beginning of next year. So whether or not his injury recovery is going to impact his playing time remains to be seen. Um, Saquon Barkley limped off the field, uh, but he returned, so he should be good to go. He didn't practice today, but he should be good to go. Um, Miles Sanders, we got word, has a broken hand, and so he'll be out next year, uh, next week. But he's not expected to hit IR, and the Eagles are still very much in the playoff race. So he, we should hopefully see him back in week 18. Jordan Howard got a stinger, but he's expected to play. Daryl Henderson was ruled out with a knee sprain. And as of right now, he's not expected to play this week. So it's going to be the Sony Michelle show. Maybe Akers is active and gets a couple couple carries here and there. But I'm guessing big day from Sony Michelle coming. Um, and then Clyde Edwards Elair. They feared it was a collarbone injury. They reported it as a collarbone injury, but then it ended up just being a shoulder sprain. Um, I don't know if it's an AC joint. They didn't really specific, uh, specify which injury it was, but there is a chance he plays this week. So um not a serious injury. I anticipate he'll be ready for the playoffs. Getting into a wide receivers, it was really just one main injury at wide receiver was Adam Thielen. He aggravated that ankle injury, was immediately declared out, and then they released news today that he had surgery on that ankle and he's now out for the season. No news on tight ends. So moving on now, we're going to get into roster idiots. So I broke it down a little bit differently this week. If they, if you were out of the playoffs, I, I didn't count it. So Mike, Jared, Gavin, and Matt didn't didn't count their rosters for this. Um, and then clear were Hamza, Craig, and Tyler. Um, so then we had three teams that uh, had some issues, uh, starting with mine. Um, I had Fields, who was out. That was on my bench. Um, I had some IR guys I could drop. But Fields played in the afternoon, and I didn't drop him before 10 o'clock. Was, it wasn't on my radar, and so Fields was out, and I didn't get to go to the waiver wire to try and add somebody. So, um, unfortunately, that didn't work out for me, but oh well, I blew it. For Jordan, he had Michael Thomas, who's out for the year, on his bench, and David Johnson, who had COVID on his bench. Um, he, was, he also didn't get Tunyon and, and uh, Johnson cut before their games because they both played earlier in the week, not, not Sunday. They played on Saturday. And Johnson played on Tuesday or Thursday, um, so maybe he does it this week. But he's the only person that's made this this list every week, so maybe there's something to that. You know, he kind of rode that all the way into the finals. Um, starting lineups good enough at the bench. Who cares? That doesn't matter. And uh, lastly, we we got Stevie Moe, who had Acres, who was out. That was on his bench. Um, this one was a little tricky because we got news he was activated from IR, but then he was still out anyways. So Stevie Moe activated him off IR. Uh, thinking he was going to play, and then we got news hour before the game that he was going to be out. All right, so let's get into the best and worst of the week. So like I mentioned at the top, uh, playing off the Mega Duds last week, so I'm going to give you some some highs and some lows for the week just on, this is just strictly player news, not anything to do with 
our teams specifically. So the uh, starting with the best, obviously, boom of the week was T. Higgins. Uh, unreal with 12 catches, 194, two touchdowns, 37 points. Um, it just was like he kept pouring it on more and more. It's like he scored that first touchdown, got over 100 yards early, and then scored a second touchdown and just kept pushing that total higher and higher. Um, Burrow obviously went for 525, so that was just an unbelievable game as well. Um, and he went off a huge total, 38 points. So um, great to see those two kind of in unison rolling towards the playoffs here because I do anticipate that the Bengals are going to be in the playoffs. Um, and then also at quarterback, we had Josh Allen. <laughs> of course, I called him a bust coming into the week. And then he absolutely went off 31.9 points. Uh, I'm sorry, 30.9 points. And just huge week from him. Lots of rushing, ton of passing. He definitely wanted to make a statement against New England after that wind game. Um, and then at running back, we had Damian Harris. Um, there was no Stevenson coming into the week. He was on the COVID list. So we kind of anticipated Harris would have a good game, but also just three touchdowns over a hundred yards. Um, and those three touchdowns kind of killed Mac Jones's point total, um, which we'll get into later. And Justin Jackson, just unbelievable in replacement of Eckler. He had 162 total yards and two touchdowns, um, against the Houston run defense. Unfortunately, that performance wasn't enough to get the chargers the win. That was such a disappointing game. So annoying. Um, but you know, 30 points from Justin Jackson. So that's an excellent performance. Um, Nick Chubb, uh, started well, and, uh, he always does well when Kareem Hunt is out 190, uh, 184 yards and a touchdown. Um, just unbelievable way to start the week for Jordan. And he was, was excellent. Um, and then wrapping up the running backs for, for the best of the week, Devin Singletary had a hundred, uh, I'm sorry, had 16 points. Um, and made ended up making the difference in the matchup for Tyler, so that's a that's a huge deal for him. So getting into wide receivers, I had three main wide receivers here: AJ Brown, um, first game of the week on Thursday night, and he went off 26 points, got me off to a hot start. So I was obviously very excited about that. Um, but you know, after having a month off to come back and have 11 for over 150 and, and a touchdown was, or I'm sorry, 145 and a touchdown was just awesome. Um, and then Tyler Boyd. I was definitely worried about having to start him, but he caught that 68-yard touchdown, and it made his whole day. So um, excellent performance from him. I know Jamar Chase also was great in that game, but he didn't score. Um, and Tyler Boyd actually had another touchdown called back due to a review. So he had a great game. That's two good games in a row because of long touchdowns, so I'm guessing that's probably going to come to a close this week against Kansas City. But great great to see him playing well. And finally, Amron... Uh, Omron St. Brown, uh, 21.5 points, even without Goff. Uh, he's just been a stud the last month. It's been unbelievable. He's probably the third best receiver in the class, um, honestly, coming in, coming down the stretch here. So we'll see going into next year, but he's he's been awesome. Um, and it's been really, really fun to see him become a bigger part of Detroit and kind of lift up their offensive potential there. And, and you know, they got some good pieces in Detroit now, so... Um, we'll see how they they build moving forward. If they get a quarterback, try and pair another receiver, maybe an alpha receiver, because Amr St. Brown's more of a, a slot guy. So we'll see how the Lions end up playing out. And then at tight end, Dalton Schultz was just huge game. Big first half. Dallas was going off. They just 
throttle to the Washington football team. Um, and so that's back-to-back games with eight receptions and also back-to-back games with a touchdown too. So he's been great. The offense is better when they, when they funnel targets to him over the middle and kind of open it up for the outside receivers. So, well, I'm, I'm guessing that we're going to continue to see that moving forward. And then getting into the worst. So we had Tyreek Hill, who was the bust of the week. Um, everything looked awesome for Hill. He got activated. Kelsey didn't. They had a good matchup. Um, they should be winning. And he comes out, he catches two passes on the first drive, and that was it the whole game. So just a big-time bust, big-time disappointment. And I know Craig is hurting from that performance. Um, we mentioned Mac Jones getting into the quarterbacks. We mentioned Mac Jones uh, earlier, and he only had five points. Uh, just, a, just a big disappointment. It was a game where they, they needed more offense, but Damian Harris was just taking all the touchdowns. So... Um, he wasn't able to really, if he had gotten a couple touchdowns, that really would have changed his game, get him into the 13, 14 range, which would have been a much more respectable score. And then Derek Carr had 8.5. I don't know what happened in that game. There was just a very few number of plays run. Um, The clock just was winding the whole time or something. I don't don't know. It was a weird game. So um, they did end up winning, which was great. And Jordan still went over 190 points without him. So um, not really consequential, but was a bummer of a game for him. At running back, Saquon only had 3.3. Um, he was in that game, kind of banked up. Um, so I, I still don't really know what to make of him because he still has that potential to get 17 in any given week. So um, kind of a bummer that he only went for three. Jonathan Taylor, um, it feels weird to call somebody who went over 100 yards a bust, but with the way Taylor's been playing, that's kind of where we're at with him. No catches. Um, and no touchdowns. Um, and he hasn't, that's his first game in like 10 weeks that he hasn't scored a touchdown. So, um, that definitely limited Hamza's upside for the week. I know he was definitely nervous going into Sunday because this was a Saturday game after he had Wentz with 17, Jonathan Taylor, 10 and Michael Pittman with 12. So, um, yeah, Taylor was definitely a disappointment this week. And the biggest bust at running back has to be Melvin Gordon. He had negative rushing yards and zero total yards. And it's just a crazy game because his output had been so good all year and has been he's been so reliable. And then just to have a complete stinker this week was honestly unacceptable from him and really hurt Stevie Moe. Getting into the wide receivers now, we had Van Jefferson with 1.1, um, six targets and only get 1.1, only one catch. Um, really just a bad game. Um, CeeDee Lamb had another dud because everybody else in the offense around him went off. I mean, Zeke. Amari, Schultz, all had great games, and he just didn't score and only had a few catches, only at eight points, so pretty disappointing there. And Tyler Lockett, uh, another guy coming off the COVID list. I think there's just been a trend of guys coming off the COVID list just have not had that good of games. Um, And he only had 4.5 points, so kind of sticking with that trend. Um, And then a pair of tight ends here. Gronk, uh, a week after getting 11 targets with Godwin and Evans going out, he only got two targets this week and only caught one of them for 23 yards. So uh, 2.8 points there for him. Definite disappointment, um, especially for Craig, who had Dalton Schultz on his bench and started Gronk over him. So um, that one definitely hurt. And then he had, uh, or and then and then we had Dallas Goddard, who only got 3.8 points after having back-to-back massive weeks, uh, over 100 yards last week, two touchdowns and over 100 yards the week before that. So um, just really a disappointing outing here. The Eagles didn't do anything in the first half and then scored really quickly a couple times in the second half. One of them was a defensive touchdown. Um, so it just didn't work out for Goddard this week. 
So, okay, that's it for that section. Hopefully that was uh, a good addition to to just get get through some of the names, um, get through some of the, the highlights and the lowlights for the week. So if you guys like that, let me know, and I'll continue to do that uh, when we pick this up next year. All right, so we'll get into studs and duds recap. I went four and two this week, so I thought that was pretty pretty solid. Um, I I did have one weird one where I, I called Eckler a stud, but then he missed to COVID, so I kind of just... Like, I don't know, Justin Jackson was a stud. So um, that's kind of who I would have said in that spot. So a little bit of a cheap one on that one. So three, two, and one, if you want to go that way. Um, my best call was definitely Devin Singletary. I called him a stud. He was only projected for eight points, got 16. Um, they went right back to him, a bunch of touches, um, and uh, he was great. And my worst call, mentioned it earlier, was Josh Allen, 30 points when I called him a dud. And so that's just, he was a total beast this week, and he's a really good player. So I was definitely out on a out on a limb on that one, and it didn't work out. Um, then getting into the predictions recap. So um, I gave you guys all predictions last week, and I went 3-0 and again. Um, so that puts me at 7-0 and now for the postseason. Um, so I feel very good about that. I feel very lucky. Um, and I will give you predictions. Maybe maybe I'll have to text them because I don't know if I'm going to do another podcast. But um, I'll, uh, we'll see. We'll see who I go with. I, I got a little bit of time here still to, to see how the matchups shake out, how the players shake out, and if there's any more COVID news, anything like that. Um, so we'll get we'll get to those later in the week. All right, and then let's finish it off here with the recaps. Um, actually, I'm going to switch the order of this. I, I'm going to do the waivers just since it was kind of noteworthy that there were no waivers on Tuesday. Um, nobody made a waiver claim, so that was the first time all year, and. Uh, Pretty cool to see that we're kind of locked in going into the final matchups. All right, so now getting into the recaps. Um, I'll, I'm going to start with my matchup with Craig. Um, this one just never got on track for Craig, and unfortunately just left him with a one-and-done playoffs um, coming out of the bye week. Um, for his team, uh, he looked like he was going to get off to a good start because all the news that we had talked about last week, he got four or five guys off the COVID list, um, including Tyreek Hill, Jarvis Landry, Taylor Heineke, and Tyler Lockett. Um, the one that didn't come off was Eckler, and that was arguably the one he needed the most, and that was in the best spot to have a good game. Um, so like I mentioned, the, the guys coming off COVID ended up being a trap because Hill and Lockett, um, start, he started both of those guys, and they both scored under five points. And he would have started Schultz in his flex if those guys would have stayed on the COVID list, and he outscored both of them by more than double their points. So... Just a little bit of unfortunate events there for him. Um, and then just the rest of his team laid down. He only had four guys in double digits. Um, and one of them was his DST. Um, the other the other ones were Herbert, Deontay Johnson, and Justin Jefferson. So just no boom weeks and a lot of letdowns this week. Um, you know, Patterson, Hill, Gronk, Lockett, Mac Jones, and Folk. Just all kind of duds, all, all, less than, all less than 10 points. And a lot of them, five or less. So just... Uh, just a tough week. Um, and then for me, I got off to an excellent start on Thursday with A.J. Brown kind of having a big game. Um, Hums and I mentioned, or were talking before that game because he was all about the 49ers defense and how much better they'd been playing. Um, and I had just made the point that the 49ers are actually really bad against wide receivers. They're 20, coming into the game, they were 22nd in the league and they were 30th in the league against wide receivers in terms of fantasy points allowed since week 10. Um, so defensively overall, they've definitely gotten better. They're really hard to run on and they do cover up the tight ends really well. So 
Um, their defense is good, but against wide receivers, they're just not that great. So I was good to see. I was glad to see that AJ Brown worked his way into a good game there. Um, and then from there, I didn't really have anybody else boom in the same way AJ Brown did, but everybody had double digits except for one player, my kicker. Um, so basically, everybody had solid to great days for me. Um, I left a lot of points on my bench because I benched Justin Jackson and I benched the Dolphins defense. Um, so I won't be able to afford mistakes like that going into uh, the championship game, but hopefully I'll be able to get my starting lineup ironed out. So getting into the other semifinal matchup between Hamza and Jordan, um, this one was over pretty early. Um, Jordan took a commanding lead on Saturday and just never backed off. His team just stepped on the gas. Um, he had Rodgers and Nick Chubb go on Saturday and got him off to a solid start, 20 and 25 points respectively. So he had a 45-point lead. Um, and then he, he had T. Higgins just blow up on Sunday morning. Um, and Amra St. Brown doing his best to try and keep up. And he got 37 and 21 from those two. Um, so just huge weeks all up and down his, his roster here. And Because then, then on Sunday night, he had Amari Cooper in the Dallas DST get 18 and 27 points respectively as well. So he just had massive, massive totals all the way up and down. Dropping of 197 total, um, which was the second highest score of anyone all season. So unfortunately, Hamza just kind of had no chance at all here, um, even if he had had a better week. So Hamza, um, the, the news building up to the week definitely wasn't great, especially coming out of New Orleans. Um, Taysom and Simeon were both going to be out with covid and that not only took away one of his quarterbacks because he does have Taysom, but it also hurts Kamara to not have a functioning offense, really, because Ian Book looked completely outmatched. Um, and then he also, conversely to Jordan, he got off to a slow start on Saturday because he had Wentz, Pittman, and Jonathan Taylor go. And JT only getting 10 was just really, really rough for him because Wentz, was, Wentz and Pittman were solid. They had 17 and 12. Um, but the JT total just really, really limited his upside. Um, and then he got an amazing day on Sunday from Damian Harris. 28 points, three touchdowns. Um, but unfortunately, Cam only getting four points. And the way Jordan's team was playing really kind of knocked knocked him down. So uh, unfortunately, uh, one and done for him in the playoffs. And, and pretty crazy that that both the one and the two seed ended up ended up losing after their bye weeks. So maybe that's something to be said moving forward. We don't, don't want a bye week necessarily. <laughs> guys, guys, uh, don't don't continue to carry their momentum through the playoffs. Um, and then we had uh, the Sacco Bowl final, which was an exciting matchup uh, between Tyler and Stevie Mo. Um, this thing was swinging back and forth like crazy. Sleepers projections had it pretty close to even. And then Tyler had a couple guys play, and then Stevie Mo went up to like 99% chance to win early on Sunday. Um, and then for Tyler's team, um, he started out solid on Saturday. He got 12 from Lazard. Uh, I was definitely very upset about that because I had dropped him and I couldn't get him back. And then I didn't know who I was going to play. Um, and Tyler had already added him by that point. So um, it was good that it worked out for him. Um, and then he had a solid week from from Singletary getting 16. And then uh, the term tabbed by Tyler, the Sacco MVP, Ryan Suckup getting 16 points as well. Just an unbelievable kicking performance from him um, as they just continued to to pour it on with field goals. Um, and then on Sunday night, he also got an excellent outing from Zeke, who also had 16 points. Um, and that was his best outing since week 10. So that couldn't have come at a much, uh, at a more clutch time for Tyler. 
Um, and then Stevie Mo had Josh Allen go off for 30 and Stefan Diggs have 18. Uh, both really good games for them as their offense really looked good this week. Um, and I mentioned Dallas got it earlier. He had two straight weeks of just being awesome. And then out of nowhere, a 3.8 spot, just killing him, um, in his tight end spot. Melvin Gordon also had zero total yards and 0.5 points total. Um, just the one reception he had. So just easily the worst game of the year for him, um, and a big hit, uh, against, against his team. And it was overall just a weird game. That one for the Broncos, they only played 42 snaps which is one of the lowest, if not the lowest of the entire year. Um, so that just really hurt his opportunity to get more runs and stuff. Only seven carries and one catch, six or eight touches, um, which is still a decent percentage of the total number of plays, just not enough plays. Um, and then his only other player besides Allen and Diggs to get double digits was Matt Ryan. Um, and we all know how Stevie Mill feels about Matt Ryan. So just not, not a great game overall, unfortunately. All right, and so we'll see if I'm able to get another podcast out before the end of the week. I am leaving town here. I will be up in the Bay Area um, until uh, New Year's. So um, everybody, if I don't get on here again, have a great New Year's Eve. Have a great New Year's. Have a good holiday season. Um, enjoy the time off, and we'll we'll hit the ground running when the New Year starts. So uh, looking forward to talking to you guys again soon, and hopefully I'll get those predictions out Um uh, spoiler alert. I mean, I, again, I got to pick myself. So you guys know that I'm going to do that. So um, hopefully, uh, you know, hopefully that, that'll work out. And hopefully we have some fun with the playoff leagues here coming up. And I'll talk to you guys soon.